Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Making Laps Podcast. I am your host, Brent Gleason. Alongside me is my co-host and brother, Jesse Gleason. Salutations. And good day. And good day. Uh, and with us on the line is certified Florida man, Bill Jakes. At least it'll be over quicker. What kind of rat bastard psychotic would play that song right now at this moment? <laughs> We have a packed show today, so we kind of got to get it going. Yeah, we have no Stop time for this crap. Monks did a good job. Yeah, we have no time for this crap, so let's just get it going here. <laughs> it's a packed show today. There we have go. a lot to talk about. <laughs> oh, man. So Phil did not turn his phone on silent. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, Oops. I always do that shit. But anyway, we usually start the episodes off with personal updates, and I think I can say for the first time ever on this show... Jesse has personal updates, Ta-da. which we'll be talking about later on in the show. No, we're going to be talking about it well, right now because it's personal updates. Well, why can't we have <laughs> Phil tell his personal updates? And- what did he do? He crewed on some stuff. He didn't drive. He, he gets to have a personal update, too, and then we can... He can do his after we do ours, or he can do his first because it'll be shorter. Okay, let's put it to a vote. Get Phil's out of the way I'm, first. I'm racing this weekend. That's it. Hey! Jesus! (laughs) Jesse, your turn. Your turn. Okay. All right. You want Um, me to start? Yeah. Okay, I'll start. uh, I'll start. You fill in. Yeah. I raced it. I raced a vehicle. He drove a car. For the first time since this podcast started. (laughs) He's raced a vehicle competitively. Yay! All right. So we participated in the second annual... Northeast Classic at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. It's one of those events that uh, the ACT and Pro All-Star Series put on. And they have uh, some kind of tour type modified. I believe this year it was the MRS Series that showed up. They have the Pro All-Star Series uh, Super Late Models. Uh, They have the ACT, the American Canadian Tour. Uh, They have Open Street Stocks, the Northeast Mini Stock Tour, uh, Northeast Truck Series. I think that was it this year, wasn't it? I say that was it, but that was a pretty packed show right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a damn good car count for most of the series. Uh, street stocks had at least 25. Uh, I think trucks barely almost had 10. That kind of sucks. Mini stocks was kind of tough, too. Um, we'll get into all that. Car counts don't really matter because the big guys showed out, except for the modifieds. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> any fendered, big fender divisions show, uh, show car out. Car counts are overrated as long as the racing's good. And it was pretty good for the most part, uh, except for the street stock race. We'll get into that. So uh, we decided, well, I kind of decided. I said, all right, I don't want to take my truck because it's too loud. I'll take Jesse's truck, but we'll tow it with my trailer. Um, the first hill I went up, I was immediately regretting that decision. <laughs> pretty sure we broke his truck at some point, uh, but it did make it up and back okay. Uh, it eventually figured it out. Well, that's because you weren't getting all the fuel, Brent. I probably wasn't because it was leaking diesel fuel, and I figured that out uh, during our first pit stop. Uh, we didn't get a very early start. I really should admit to the backstory here. 
because it's not good. And every racer has been through this at some point. Okay, starting from the beginning. We had this planned out since last year. We'll say, we said, okay, we'll save up this time and we'll come back and actually, you know, partake in the race. Spend the money on the tires, go up, actually participate. So that whole time went by and we had, you know, tried to fix the engine that was in the car thinking it was this problem or that problem. And it turned out to be none of those problems. It was much more terminal. And we only found that out Wednesday before we had to leave Thursday night. So, after some detective work, Jesse figured out what it was, and I figured out we can't fix it unless we take it out. And even then, I don't know if that's going to repair it. Let's just go to the backup engine. Now, the backup engine was an engine that I don't know how many years you've raced on it. It had to be at least four or five and without being refreshed at Thompson. It was just a Thompson limited sportsman engine. When in, And in the uh, grand scheme of things in the Northeast... They kind of have the weakest engine rules. Uh, the cam lift is very small. It's nine and a half to one. You don't even get Vortec heads. You get shot, uh, stock heads. You get a dual plane intake manifold. Literally, that's it. Stock rocker ratio. Nothing major. Like, wicked underpowered. I mean, these engines get killed by crate engines. Um, so, we decided, okay, well, just to get us up there, why don't we swap engines? Because this one we know runs. We know it ran without a problem. So, we... Just said, you know what, if this engine's got to come out to be fixed, we might as well save ourselves the time of fixing it and just implant another heart into it. And we knew that doing this essentially put us at even worse deficit because we were going to be bringing essentially a knife to a nuclear war. Uh, that's not going to do well. So we just soldiered on with it anyway. We we basically wasted a whole day, whole all of Wednesday, which we were allocating to essentially just put the car on the ground and finish it, put it on scales and in the trailer Thursday and just take off Thursday evening. That didn't work out. What happened was <laughs> we found the engine had a bad pilot bushing and it was too big for me to do the old grease and punch trick. So I had to take an air chisel and smash it to pieces to get it out. So that was job one and that took forever. No, not only that, but we had to pull the old engine out. We had to swap everything over. I redesigned, I stupidly, I don't know why I did this, but maybe it actually worked out well in the end because it actually worked. Uh, I redesigned the power steering system, so that was fun. That wasted a lot of time. Uh, and I, <laughs> so like I said, we get the thing we in the car. We wanted to bring it out, out of the 1980s. Yeah, we, we got rid of the stock stuff for once, and anybody who knows us knows we've run the same thing for like 20 years. Uh, but we got the thing running, got water in it at like 9.30 at night. And we, you know, collectively have to work early in the morning. So we can't just work on these things all night if we want houses and roofs over our head and food to eat. So we had to go to work. So work essentially stopped once we got it running. We were exhausted because we worked nonstop hours upon hours. We went to work that day came home, worked the same amount of time, like 16, 18 hours all day, and got that engine in. And then we're like, okay, well, we just got to finish it up Thursday, throw it in a box and take off. And I jokingly said, uh, we'll be leaving here after 9. <laughs> Little did I know that I'd be correct, because uh, we had to go, and it turns out we mis we well, we didn't misread. We kind of skimmed over the rules where it said wait. We get the thing on scales 
finally, it is late. It is like 8 o'clock at night. Or what, 7.30? So it doesn't really matter. We're arguing semantics here. So we get the thing on scales. And it says 3,030 pounds. Or 3020 or something like that. We look at the rules and it says, by the way, you got to be 3,100 pounds. We start looking around Oops. the shop and we don't have any damn lead. <laughs> Oops. So... Jesse and our and his buddy Mike, who came with us, which was a big help, came. They hop in the car and they drive to my shop because I have lead at my shop, but that wastes like forty five minutes. So we get that picked up, brought in. Jesse goes upstairs while I'm down with Mike, and we're welding studs to the frame to try to get this giant eighty seven pound brick of lead fixed to the car. Here's the fun part. Earlier in the day, I had filled the race car up with fuel, and it filled up a lot faster than I thought, and it spilled at least a gallon of gas on the ground of the of the garage. Not good. This is like 110. This I'm is glad not I good. wasn't there. You were there for me spilling it. <laughs> yes. And, and trying to clean it up. So we used Speedy Dry to try to soak it up. We had a fan going to try to evaporate it and you know clear out the garage, whatever. So we get that put into Speedy Dry, and we pull it into a pile apparently we'd put the pile towards the back of the car so i'm welding this brick of lead you know in the back of the car a spark flies off and that entire pile of fuel soaked speedy dry ignites in the garage directly under the fuel cell of jesse's race car there's 12 gallons of fuel in that car and the vent tube is literally right next to us So I'm frantically kicking Speedy Dry, flaming Speedy Dry, into a different pile in the garage so it doesn't burn the entire house to the ground. And I calmly look at Mike and said, hey, can you grab that fire extinguisher at the front of the garage, please? So he runs over, grabs it, and puts the fire out. Now there's fire extinguisher crap everywhere in the garage. The entire race car went from black to white and... And luckily, I still have a place to stay. Yeah, and luckily, Jesse still has a home to live in. Um, so I've, act- I've actually done the same thing. That's why I'm laughing so much here. So, yeah, that happened. Uh, I had thought that it had been evaporated out quick uh, enough because we'd had it you know, in the open and under a fan all day. No, apparently not. So we're both kind of like, well, that sucked. I hope Jesse doesn't notice. And we're like sweeping it up and like airing out the garage with fans. And you're just eating fire extinguisher dust. And it tastes awful. And so Jesse comes down and we're like, hey, how's it uh, going, guy? And we just keep working. And eventually we told him, but that was well after the fact. Um, we tried to burn your house down. <laughs> so after a little bit of work, we get the weights exactly where they have to be. And we get the car off scales. It is about oh, 9 o'clock at night. And we still have a two, two-and-a-half-hour drive up to New Hampshire to our hotel room because we checked in that night. So we basically pile into the truck and trailer. It's like 9.30, 9.45 at night and haul ass to New Hampshire. So that started the weekend off great. Now... We get there for practice, and that, it is absolutely beautiful Saturday. Wouldn't you agree? Saturday was... It was one of the best days of the year. Friday was. Oh, Friday. I'm sorry. Friday, Friday was. Friday was an amazing day. Yeah. 
It was like 65 and sunny. It was beautiful. Not a cloud in the sky. It was awesome. And I'm like, man, I wish tomorrow was like this. But we go out for practice. We get, what, three out of four practices in because we took one to go buy tires. Um, We did a couple little minor adjustments and stuff. I think I changed one spring just to, you know, add a little more bite. I think I changed the shifter dogs around because of fitment issues under the car. I had high gear only. Yeah, he had high gear only because the shifter got locked up. And I'm like, okay, we fixed this. So we got that done. We fixed a spacing issue with the throwout bearing. I mean, nothing really too major, you know, just a couple shims here or there, but we got all that done, and uh, I mean, we had a good day. Jesse was, you know, decent. We have no idea how we're stacking up because they didn't really put timing on it, and it was kind of wacky, too. And So Saturday, Saturday, they, they said, you know what? It doesn't look great. We're just going to cancel a day ahead of time. We're going to move it to Sunday. Okay, we had plenty of, you know, plenty of time to work that out so we get a day off on saturday by the way we went to we spent our day at the northeast racing museum is that what it's called oh you went back did it change northeast motorsports museum i think it's the dick Burger. Like that. it's the dick Burger uh, run museum that's on the grounds of new hampshire motor speedway uh northeast motorsports museum i think i don't know yeah something like that but yeah they had a they had like a car show outside they had a bunch of old stuff, and they had some really. They had a couple old like Bush North cars there, like one of Dave Dion's cars and Brad Layton's cars were there. Oh it, God, I remember. Damn. Yeah. Flashback. Yeah, Brad Layton was a monster, and so was Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dynamite Dave Dion. Guy was awesome. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> we were walking down memory lane there, and they had Ronnie Bouchard's car there, and they had uh, Ollie Silva's stuff. They had the Near or Star guys. Who were they, Just? It was one of the vintage racing groups. Uh, yeah, they had Star and Ron Bouchard Museum. Yeah, and, they, um, and a bunch of other guys brought some really old, yeah. really old, cool old midgets out. and Ice was racers. Ice racers. Yeah, sprint cars, midgets. One of the coolest exhibits. There though. was a front-engine dragster, like a slingshot dragster. That was cool. Yeah, from 50s or something. Yeah. Brent, tell them about the pro, uh, the uh, super late model. Okay, <laughs> while we were there, we were we were walking around, and over in a corner behind Ronnie Bouchard stuff was this super late model with the hood off. And I'm like, hmm, okay, looks kind of modern. Is it just a promotional, you know, tool for a racetrack or something? We walk over and we look under the hood, and it's not got an engine. It's got electric motor in it. And batteries. And we're like, huh, this is an interesting thing. So it's a the first fully electric super late model. And we're talking to the guy, and I'm asking him all sorts of questions, and he literally has an answer for all of it. And I'm like, oh, good. This is all stuff I wanted to know about. Um, but it was fascinating. You know, the guy, the technology and all the work that they've done into that thing to try to get it to work properly like a super late model, he says it's pretty much as fast and uh, nobody wants to let him run it. I'm like, well, yeah, it doesn't meet the rules. You got to have an engine, not a motor. <laughs> well, it's just, so. it just, it's just a, a battery, a giant battery with two terminals hanging out, and the in place of it around it, surrounding it is like an aluminum box. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it, it looks like. Well, what is this? What is that holding? Is that like a weight holder to 
What you know? You don't even know what it looks like. It's just it's got holes cut in it for cooling. A couple of cooling, yeah, holes or whatever. But it's just very nondescript. You yeah, know? it was really cool to see, and it was really neat to look at. I know people Where's would the distributor. Where's the exhaust? <laughs> like Where's... I said, I know people yeah. would absolutely poo-poo it and stuff. But it's like you know, with with all the nonsense and bullshit that the EPA is trying to pull right now, that might have to be the future. So you might start having to think about this type of stuff. They're going to start having to make hover cars, too, if we uh, can't get this tire situation squared away. <laughs> Go to the Jetsons mobile. Yeah, exactly. You just be hovering around. The <laughs> wife will take your wallet and eject from it and just go t- blow it on shoes. <laughs> Honey, I'm going racing. Here. <laughs> Jane, his wife, she just robs him. Nobody remembers that? Yes. All right. Yeah, she robbed his ass. I'm not kidding. She just took his wallet and just jetted off. It's like, that was rude. Anyway, um, so we get to check that out. And they had some new exhibits inside. Like, I don't remember them having uh, Jungle Jim's funny car there. That was freaking cool. Um, No, that wasn't there when we went a couple years ago. No, it was apparently the chassis was built by Rolly Lindblatt. So I'm like, huh, okay. So I'm like, there, there's a local connection for you. Um, Basically, they had, the museum is information overload. Oh, it is. And there's so many different things in there. Up, down. Um, you have to look all the way up to the roof and down. Yeah, every it's, single corner. It's covered. The roof? The roof? Roof. 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 The roof. Roof. I'm speaking French here. What are you, a dog? The guy forgets Ruff. we're from New England. The guy forgets he's from Gosh, New England. He should know this shit. You leave New England for a couple friggin' years, and it's not like you can't even speak American no more. What the frig? A, a couple friggin' years. Just a couple friggin' years. <laughs> so, For they, sake. <laughs> they had uh, Sam Posey's Can-Am car there, which I was drooling over. Um, they had, geez, they had all sorts of stuff. They had the Shea Super Modified. They had Joey Logano's car still there from when he won the 2018 Martinsville race. Um, they had a bunch of motorcycles. I didn't remember them having that many, but they had a ton of motorcycles off in the corner. It was just genuinely worth the trip, and plus there's a lot of local racing there's memorabilia. There's a library in there, too. Oh, there's a library. Yeah, we didn't even know about it before because it wasn't open, but we walked in there this time and it had yeah. a lot of cool stuff in there. But if you were a local racer to New England and you have any sort of history, your stuff is probably in that museum, and there's a lot of real local stuff, too. Like We saw like five of Bob Potter's championship trophies, and they had stuff from defunct racetracks and... Uh, local stuff, and it was crazy. It yeah. was really a lot of stuff from Stafford, Thompson, Waterford. Yeah, uh, Seacock, yeah, lots of good, lots of good Westboro. stuff. Westboro, there's had a Ted all... Christopher Corner. Yeah, you know, there's like uh, a whole bunch of stuff. They even, even from all all years too. Like uh... they even had for some reason they even had Jacob uh, Gady's NASCAR Weekly Series Championship Trophy, and he won in 2019, and he's from like Minnesota. I'm like, how'd you get this thing? But anyway, yeah, there's got to be some kind of connection there. It has to be. I'm not sure what it is, but there has to be some kind of connection. Maybe so. moved it. What, maybe moved. What did from he the race? Wind. What's that? What did he race? I think he runs uh, supers out in uh, the Wisconsin area. Maybe he had like a crazy horse chassis or something. Who the heck knows? But it was there, uh-huh. so it was neat to see. Uh, they, had, like I said, a lot of Bush North memorabilia. It's a, it's really worth it to go see. And the the problem is, is they're not really open very much. You really got to get there to one of the days they're open. They're usually open race weekends or like Saturdays. I mean, they're not open like at all. So go check it out when you can. 
and uh, give your donation to them because it's all nonprofit and they need. It's not run by New Hampshire Motor Speedway. It's not owned by them. They just gave them. They donated the land, but that that thing is basically self sufficient. So go check that out. Uh, so we did that on Saturday, and that brought us. To, and by the way, it didn't rain until like five thirty at night. Uh, we I I don't know how because we looked at the radar. And it was green or yellow everywhere, even above us, and it wasn't raining. Like, what the hell's going on here? You know, so I don't blame them at all, but <laughs> I just don't know why it didn't rain. Yeah, it happens. But it's just weird. Just one of those weird situations. Um, but anyway, so we get to Sunday, and they don't really change the schedule, but we got to be there early. It's like driver's meeting at 8.15 in the morning early. It's like, that sucks. But it was nice. We were able to go in and like drive our car in to the infield and park it in there instead of having to walk, which was super nice. Um, Jesse, I think that we really should bring this up because this is going to drive away some racers. Just as a heads up to the promoters or whoever's listening. Nobody's probably listening, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, the, the people who provided the tires, that company... I believe it's called Northern Race Tires. Yeah. And I believe they're a Hoosier and American Racer distributor. Correct. Um, I just wanted to say, um, you guys are kind of assholes. That is one big pile of shit. Uh, Honestly, you guys are kind of assholes. Because you got to think of it this way. Number one, we're made, we're, we're, you're being forcing us to buy tires. Yeah. And number two, what they did was... They basically mounted the tires on the rims, but they didn't blow them up and seat the beads. They just said, here you go, have fun. <laughs> well, here's we pay all that much money for tires, all right? And you go to like Hoosier East or you go to Dave Lind Racing Tires. Oh, Dave Lind Racing was so amazing. Who, I miss yeah, them so yeah, much. Who will mount the tires and put new put new hardware and new new cores like and whatnot. New, yeah, and seat the beat and blow it up it, for you. Blow and, it up for you. You yeah. know, make sure that you run it. You know, those guys are, are great. We came the tires over to the Northeast Race Tires, and they go, what do you want us to do with it? Literally, those are the words. Like, you've got a tire machine and some frigging tire irons, and blow the damn thing up, take them off or something. Like, freaking change the tire, monkey. Yeah. That's your whole job. Huh? And then, like, they give us attitude. Even Florida is not that bad. They they give us shit over New England. Like, they give us shit over it the whole time and treat us like we're idiots. And we're like, bro, you have tire machines. You have the ability to seat the beads and, like, help us out. We're paying you a shitload of money to do this. Why can't you help us? Why can't you do something? You know? We see guys carrying wheels and tires separately. Yeah. You know? And I think, yeah, it's like, I think the North, uh, what is his name, Bob from Northeast Mini Stock Tour? Bob Guptal, yeah. Yeah, I think he kind of knew this because he's like, hey, if you need help mounting tires, he told us we'll help you mount tires. He said, bring them to us, we'll you help know. you put them on. So he's cool. Yeah, Bob Guptal was helping us out. So you know I, what I mean? So I take these tires that are not even seated to the bead or whatever. They just stuffed them All on right. the rim. We had to seat them on the bead in uh, our own trailer. Brent's working on the car. I got Mike with me carrying tires. And, and the kicker. Yeah. They said, "This is what I'm saying." They said, "What are you doing with those? The takeoffs? We yeah. had takeoff tires. You know, yeah. you got to take those off. You got to take those with you." I'm like, "I got four brand new tires. I only got two hands. I'll be right back for them. What the frig?" So they're forcing us to take our used tires get with for them. them. You know, you're gonna you, get we're going to charge you for those if you so don't take for them. Disposal fee. I suggest you you uh, 
suggest you take those. We're back. like, you're the fucking tire company. The Ugh. tire company recycles fucking tires. What do you want me to do about it? You know, when well. you go to a racetrack and they say, hey, if you got takeoffs, leave them next to the tire truck so that we don't have to clean them up. Yeah. Every freaking racetrack says that. They Thompson no just problem. said that at the icebreaker. Yeah. Who's your tireese? They said, hey, bring the used tires back so we don't have to clean them up from the sides of the racetrack. We can just do it from one pile. Yeah. They take the takeoffs. And there's These no guys, problem with that. You know, they they actually have customer service skills. Yeah. These guys were not that gracious. They said, we're not touching those. You're taking them. Yeah. So you know what I do? Wheel them back to the truck and throw them right in front of the truck and... Let nature take care of yep, it. Left it right in front of the fence. Not my you. problem anymore. Fudge it. I can't run them anywhere else anyway. We can't use these tires anymore. Make me buy tires and then give me a hard time for disposing the old piece of crap tires. So we apologize to the track for having to clean that up. But you yeah. know what? We did that out of spite for apologize. the assholes that were brought in that we had to deal with. Jerk off vendor. We never had this problem with, well, Hoosier Tire East. And, Anybody. And <laughs> Anybody. Dave Lind. No. Never had this Never had this problem. Ever. Those guys were awesome. No, those guys were amazing. These guys were assholes. So guess what? We're not coming back anyway, so screw you. We're not going to be treated like idiots. Yeah, yeah piss on them anyway. God. Yeah, screw you. They're just built different in New Hampshire, I swear to God. I swear, you know, I was just going <laughs> to say that every single time I have road rage to the point of getting out of my vehicle is in New Hampshire. Yeah. New Hampshire, I don't know what your deal is, but you people are assholes, like, yeah. all around. Like, I just honestly can't. Guy. Yeah, I just can't stand them. We go to a pizza place, try to sit down, and it's like we have to do all the work, like getting silverware, getting plates, getting napkins. Getting our own food. I practically had to, like, pour my own beer and make my own grinder. Yeah, you and know? then we had to clean up our own shit. <laughs> you know, and then clean up. I'm like, want me to wipe the tables off, too? You know, <laughs> maybe I'll tip myself. Thank you. That's it. <laughs> I'll go back to the tip jar. Take that garbage out. Yeah, my pizza was a little undercooked. Not too bad though. A little undercooked. God, just they're just weird people, man. I just they're they're bigger assholes than like New York and New Jersey. At least New York, New Jersey, you know where they're coming from. But these people are just assholes. It's like New England's Washington. Version <laughs> of Washington. Trees, lots of rain, and surly bitchy people. Yeah. <laughs> really is. If you hate your life, just That's keep why it to there's yourself. a lot of suicide in Washington, because they can't stand themselves. Keep it to yourself, people. Seriously, we can't take you. All right, so that brought us to Sunday race day. Uh, again, we bought tires Friday, and that's when we had our problem. So Sunday, uh, we get there. We go to the driver's meeting. Everything's cool. Uh, everything went pretty smoothly, so no big deal on Sunday. Mm-hmm. We go to practice. Uh, after No, we we at least test. We went through the tech line first, right? And that's when you drew your number? Yeah, after the driver's meeting, I had to go through tech line. And, and that was quick. That was yep. very fast. Uh, yeah, quick, fast, efficient, no problems. Yep. You know, they're, they're decent. You the know? sanctioning bodies that put the show on were great. Yeah, the tire guys were, were dickheads. Yeah, the racetrack, was... by the way, the racetrack was also brilliant. I liked it. Yep. They maintained the bathrooms throughout the day. Yeah. There was, and uh, they had Gojo in them because I needed that about 15 times. Yeah. Very pleasant experience other than that. You know, we're not complaining about having to buy the tires because we already knew ahead of time. No, you you so, warned us ahead of time. We yeah, knew that. Yeah, this time they did. This this year. This it time was, they did. It was just the people who dealt with the tires yeah. who were the assholes. Everybody else was great. Sanctioning bodies, track, everything. They were all great. Except Parts for guys. Nor- yep. Yeah, except for, you know, Northern Race Tire. You guys are assholes. All right. Uh, so that brought us to, again, we went through tech, got on the racetrack, just well, eating. You know, well, we, we had to draw numbers. Oh, you had to draw a number. That's right. This is the fun part. 
Because I, I I know through race monitor we're a second and a half off the pace. Yeah, we're okay. easily mid pack. Okay, so we're about mid pack. All right. Yeah, there's a big gap between first and last. And year. normally I have a really good I have a really good luck with drawing numbers. I'm Especially when much. we have inexperience and we're slow. I tried. <laughs> usually I have a little superstition with drawing numbers. I always have to pick my left hand. And uh, this I'm time I said, that. this time I said, you know what? I don't want to have a good draw. I kind of want to pass cars instead of looking in my rearview mirror. I want to start near the back of the pack. I'm going to pick with my right hand. <sighs> sure enough, I pick with my right hand, and I draw number four. I would have been on the pole for the first heat. Yep, because <laughs> that was the best number drawn all day. Actually, yeah. It was four. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Waterman drew five, and he was on the pole for the first heat. You, you know, know you know what? I told you I talked yeah. I told you I talked to him about it, yeah. and he didn't want to start up front, but it's because of the plus minus. Yeah, he has a competitive race car and he he's, he's got a top five race car. Yeah. And he draws the pole, and it's like, well that hurts you. Yeah, you know? that hurts you because now you don't have a plus minus. And it's like, well, that sucks. Yeah, I, it I've hurts always, your handicap, and that's the part that's it's, the crappy part of it. I don't, I don't like, like the plus minus system. I no. hate the plus minus system because it is unfair to those who pick well. I think if you pick well, you should be you should be given points. Yeah. Right off the bat. If you if you draw the poll like he did, he should have been given five extra points or whatever. You should get five passing points just for winning if you start on the front row yeah. or something. You know what I mean? No, just start him heads up. Yeah. Who cares? Or invert. You know what I mean? Invert practice. Send yeah. It. Invert top ten. There. Now we don't have to worry about it. Start heads up, invert top ten. Or Done. redraw. Yeah, or redraw. That's random. You can't bitch about that. Yeah. All right. So anyway, plus anyway. mine. That's I just I. Just he didn't have to start that far mine, back so. in the in the feature, but you know. Yeah, I mean, he did start so. decently far back. So that was really. I don't know. Were there any other like local people besides you and him? Uh, everybody else was like in the mini stocks that we knew of. Well, yeah, just mini stocks, but street stocks. I don't street think stocks. anybody showed up, but uh, you and Ryan. Not from our area. No. No, not really. Uh, there were some people from like Massachusetts, but I think they ran. Like up north, like New Hampshire area, I didn't see any Seacon cars. Yeah, they're all Hudson people, I think, or yeah, something like that, or White Mountain, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think Ryan ended up starting. Let's see, one, three, five, seventh. Jeez, they punished him for that because yeah. I think he won his heat. Yeah, and they punished him. Man, that's seventh place. No, they that's should, a tough start. Should gave him five for picking the pole and five extra points for winning it. Well, you picked up two spots in your heat race. Yeah. Because you started last, you picked yeah. up two, but you still started twenty third out of twenty five. <laughs> right. Well, I relinquished it once you once you go to the back, uh, you 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 fall out of the plus minus system. Oh, that's fair. You know. All right. So I, yeah, that's, I that's, that's to stop started. people. That's to stop people from cherry picking and shit. Yeah, you can't uh, do that. That's cool. That's All right, it. that's fine. I mean, if he, it, they would have punished him if he said, oh, I want to start in the rear and went to the rear and then went all the way up forward. Yeah, and pick up nine passing points or something. Pick nine passing points. Yeah, you know? so that's just that's unfair. It, so that's what that does. So, so, I know. so okay. wait, if so you that makes to go sense. to the rear, you can't use the system at all? No. Or you just get sent all negative? No, you just can't use the system at all. They'll just start you at the back of the feature. Yeah, they'll start you right no. at the back. So I started 21st. 20, I was going to say, if well, you start at the back, 23rd. it would make so, more sense to me for them to just put you negative however many positions you lost. And if you make them up, that's that's your accord. Yeah, well, okay, so that put Jesse like 23rd, 23rd. out of 25. Yeah. Now, on the op- I don't think one car took to the track. I think one car dropped out before the feature. Yeah, he had problems. And I believe uh, one car actually broke while leaving pit road. <laughs> 
Yeah, I go, that, that sucks. Brent, there's an axle with a wheel on it. Yeah, I think somebody was running a stock rear like we were, and they lost a C-clip because the whole axle, or it came unbolted or something, because the whole axle and wheel came out of the rear end. But there's end. no rear end fluid, which is weird. Which is good. Good. Because <laughs> that would have been a long Maybe cleanup. they forgot to put it in there, and it broke. Maybe that's why. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. But yeah, so there was two cars that dropped out, I think, before the start. So we technically started 21st. I don't know. A lot of cars got bumped up. Yeah. But so I'm spotting, and it is 40 degrees with 20 mile an hour winds. That's on the ground. Up in the grandstands, it felt like 40 mile an hour winds because I was being blown all over the place. Uh, you might as well be at the top of Mount Washington. And I was freaking Washington? freezing. Yes, Washington. I was so cold i hated it so i didn't I, I don't know but anyway so the race goes green and they i know that they had a hard time getting this one going because they said it took what 25 minutes or 20 minutes to do how many laps seven five seven laps six la- six yeah well we, we ran maybe the first half of the race took like 25 minutes yeah well the first seven laps were a long time like scott tapley was doing the race direction here and he was not happy he was threatening to cut five laps off the race because he's like we need to get you the hell off of this track yeah there's no lights at new hampshire so yeah. you know, we can't take four <laughs> yeah. hours for this race yeah he was upset Did Bob pockers confirm that <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't there he has better things to do uh he was pretty, he was in bristol man he had little windshield wipers on his glasses all weekend i'm sure he did um but yeah, it took a little while. There were a couple little incidents. Uh, just didn't didn't get too near a couple of them. But he did a f- uh, one of them in the middle of the race. The guy spun out right in front of us, and I, he had to take evasive action. He was the guy who got double birds because he put the guy out. Oh, that's right. He ran the guy up and spun him out, and it turned three and four. Turned three and four. And he car. just stuffed the thing. Yeah, it was bad. He stuffed him. Yeah, so that got him back, I guess. <laughs> and then he spun out. He, he there was a couple squirrels out there that I was like, there were yeah. They would go dive into the corner, go four lanes up the track, you know, with the wheel all the way locked to the left, and then it comes back down. So. Yeah, just hauling ass. Into and then the, the straightaway becomes a road course as they turn right and left, and you just <laughs> just are like, man, uh, these uh, guys are windshield wipers. They're like, are you drunk, sir? Yeah, sir. what happened, dude? Yeah, sir, I need to look at your cooler. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> but yeah, there was uh there was a tough hit uh later in the race. Uh there was a third gen Camaro there. There was number eleven. I don't remember his name, I apologize. But it was mud. It looked like he went off into turn one and right in the middle of one and two, the hub or ball joint or something broke. And he it just had went, to be the hub because the wheel rolled past the race car. It probably was because he went straight into turn one and two, just straight into the wall. He hit so hard he broke his Lexan windshield in half, right up the middle. I was like, "Oh man, that was a big hit." I watched him go in, and I'm like, "Dude, that's a bad hit." I guess he was all right. Probably running stock rotors, like we were. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that sketches me out on any track that that that's that fast. Even Thompson, I wouldn't run stock rotors. Well, I took my uh, I took in, I took my uh, brave pill. Well, my brave pill and my GPS speedometer. Oh yeah, on this my is phone. the best part. And the GPS speedometer is pretty good. I use it on my motorcycle because it doesn't have a speedometer. Mm-hmm. And I uh, I was doing 140 down the straightaway. 
Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool, man. With a 2017 <laughs> Thompson Limited Sportsman with 8-inch tires and straight pipe headers. When we put that motor that, in. That the, thing's tongue was hanging out. Yeah, it was. We oh, did, yeah. You noticed that when we we didn't even have the valves backed off of it. No, we never even adjusted the valves when we took it out. It's been sitting in the garage for like two years with the valves still set. <laughs> we just oh. fired We just fired the thing in the car, and boom, fires right off. All the cylinders are the same temperature. I'm like, there's a good old reliable. No problem. Yep, she's Not fine. Not even a problem. Double valve springs, baby. <laughs> no That, that was a deal. well-built motor by Terry, TLB Auto Machine. That was a really well-built motor it just is probably un- still has 9.5 compression all the way across all every eight cylinders it's just unkillable but uh yeah so jesse did pretty good he kept this we we had one plan and it's like look we got this car it is absolutely not going to be competitive we got stock shocks we don't have jacking bolts we've got stock um geometry we've got stock rear stock hubs i mean everything is just nine five to one tiny engine you know, no light, no lightweight. This, no easy rolling down. Yeah, with a two know, barrel carburetor. Although it is the best two barrel carburetor in New England. Yeah, but. it was a 2018 Thompson car, essentially. 2017, yeah, yeah. essentially. That's yeah, well. the last one. That's the last victory it had was in 2017. Yeah. Was it 17? I thought it was the icebreaker at eight. Nah, 17, eight, 17. I finished second that race. Yeah. Yeah. It was a 17 icebreaker. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, I remember that race now. Yeah. So. We had an outdated car, you know. It was a rowboat against bass boats. It was, <laughs> it was, mm. uh, it was a tough road. So we just said, you know what? All we're gonna do is we're gonna run our own race, and whatever happens, happens. Just get the car handling fine, and then we'll pick up the rest or whatever. Yeah, we'll pick up whatever pieces sit in front of us. You know, like a candy trail. And sure enough, the car finally started handling. Yeah, we got the car handling right at the right time at the feature. Yeah, we finally sure. got the thing handling. It was a hair tight, I think, but it wasn't plowing like we were earlier. No, it was perfect. Yeah, you know, it was pretty darn good. If I moved up a lane, I was pretty fast. Yeah. So, so that's all we really had was momentum and, and patience. Car and picked, yeah, the thing was great on the restarts. Yeah, we picked up a bunch of spots on restarts. I never had to shift. I'm, at, I'm rolling at 3,500 RPM. I never had to shift. I just put my foot down, and it just eats. It would just chug up off the corner. I would pick up almost three cars. I picked up almost three to four cars in one one restart. Yeah, he was just money on restarts. He would be kind of sitting back, coming off four, but down the straightaway, the thing would just fire. And I'm like, how is this motor even keeping up? Yeah, you how know, is how are catching we, them? How are we catching people? No. You know, should not be passing people on the straightaway. No, it's just, <laughs> you know, it was just a good piece. It should and- be passing people at all we were 16th in in the final practice on friday yeah 16th in final practice and and we ended up 10th yeah by the end of 10 by the end of the day i'm counting cars and i'm like holy shit we're gonna get a top 10 out of this thing and we had just you know we've just said okay if we finish the whole race and we're not last or lapped we'll consider this a win and we ended up with a top 10 yeah with this car that should never have even competed and i never i haven't driven in two years <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> he hasn't even driven that long i haven't even driven in two years well last, I mean, since last year really the, the, so i mean we're event before but yeah we're realists yeah. though we're realists we understand where we are we understand our status you know we know that we were outgunned we knew that we didn't have the car to win no but we went we didn't get lapped we kept pace, and anybody we passed 
couldn't really get back around us. Yeah. And we played the luck game. The car held together the whole time. The only damage to that car was from the air. It was from the wind. <laughs> the air dam in the front kind of fell out from underneath it because it's it was not built for 140 miles an hour of air packing into it. But other than that, the car was unscathed completely. Yeah, no problems. No runs, no drips, no errors. No, I, <laughs> I, I take that, you know. Uh, yeah, ultimately, uh, uh, let's see, Wyron Waterman finished third. He had a good run. Yeah, he got a podium out and, of that. That's uh, a good run. And uh, let's see, Jimmy Renfrew Jr. won his money back from sponsoring the event. <laughs> that car, he, f- I mean, Jimmy really Renfrew did. finished like four freaking seconds to get a second place. Yeah. Jesse was like 36 seconds behind. No, 30. No, how many seconds was it? 26 seconds behind, I think. Yeah. It's like, dude. <laughs> I mean, Come on. And then he gets out in victory lane and he's like, oh, yeah, we still got some bugs to work out. What fucking bugs got to work out of that thing? You just won by four freaking seconds. The fucking street stock body late model. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, we did great. Yeah. Those things, those, the Renfrew, everything he's ever driven is hooked up. I mean, I'm like, bro. The old man seems like a real nice guy. Put uh, on yeah, a real good really event, nice. real good show. Is very gracious, said thanks for coming. But you can't help but think that there's just that conflict of interests. It's when tough. he's when he's pushing cars through tech and his own kid's car gets to go through tech, you know, you put two thousand dollars up to win the street stock race and then it goes back into your own pocket. If I you it's, know <laughs> I have a metaphor for that and I believe it came from the USFL back in the eighties where the uh where the team owner, the announcer, whatever, called his own number when he was when they won a raffle for a brand new car. Yeah, I wonder where that car went. It's like, you know, yeah, a team <laughs> owner that wins their own car in a raffle or something is kind of the same way. It's if it I just see... is a conflict of interest. I don't care. I don't care if everything on that thing is precision legal. I don't care. It's just not a very good self aware thing to do if you're sponsoring an event and you have your own cars in there. If I see Anthony you know? Anders walking around, I'm gonna be real suspicious. Yeah. Anybody else get that one? Yeah. No. <laughs> I had to dig for that one. That was 2014. That's yeah. a while ago. Yeah. So yeah, we we came home happy. So you know we were like Jimmy Renfrew came home happy. Yeah. Everyone came home happy except for those who wrecked. Oh yeah, I feel bad for them guys. Or broken. <laughs> or broke. Yeah, a couple guys broke. Um, some guys just had a bad weekend all the way around. The guys pit down from us a couple pits. They could not figure that thing out, and I don't even know if they took the green. That car, that car finished second last year. That was the yeah, it did. That was the Devin Mc, uh, McConnell or something. McConnell Lock. McConnell. Yeah, I can't remember. McConnell Yeah, well, I don't know what his name is. <laughs> Poor guy. Monocock. <laughs> Monocock. Is that chassis? a chassis? No, I don't know. So that was our. <clears throat> pardon me. That was our weekend in New Hampshire. I finally got my trailer back today. Um, we just took our time on loading, but don't know. I don't think we're going to do that again. Uh, we kind of just did it to do it. And for a street stock, if you got to pay, like, God, with everything involved, two grand at least, maybe more. Well, gas, hotel room. Gas, hotel, diesel. Tires, tires food, for 700 Tires. Yeah, alone. Uh, time off work. Yeah, fuel. <laughs> fuel was uh, almost 200 Yeah. Yeah. I mean, probably well, that, at least two to two fifty with the truck fuel. Let's say two to three grand. You know what I mean? Just somewhere in that window. Yeah, that, to run one race, that's not feasible for us. 
<sighs> I mean, that you're going to see a high turnover. Plus, especially when you make us run tires, we can't run anywhere else, and we can't use them for any other purpose. That sucks. Like, we're going right. to take these Hoosier 800s and throw them away. We ran them once, and that's it. We can't use them for nothing else. Save them for next year. Hoosier 800s actually have a pretty good shelf life. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I don't I don't foresee anything happening with those. So anyway, Jesus Christ, the show's over. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for <laughs> Thank listening. Thank you, everybody. Good Keep night. Keep the side down and stay out of the 45-minute update. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for coming. Uh, yeah, was. See you next week. All right, so let's play Phil's Psychic Corner. This is our new segment on the show where Phil predicts something in the future and it actually comes true for once. Uh <laughs> Now, Phil I wasn't 100 percent right on it. I know Phil predicted that the Xfinity series would announce some kind of race at North Wilkesboro based on some kind of rumor, and then like 30 minutes later, Toyota posted a picture of a nose at North Wilkesboro's wall behind it. Uh, it turned out it looked like it was a next gen nose, though. But they didn't announce either of those. But he was close. Uh, it was announced that racing will return to North Wilkesboro in 2022, current year. Uh, with an asphalt oval series in August, and then they're going to have a dirt series in the fall, and then they're going to repave the track in 2023. I think Love they're just going. I think they're going to tear the asphalt up completely, run a dirt race, then regrade it and do everything and put pavement back on it. They're talking about using. They, they were saying they were going to use the existing dirt. I'm like, no, you're not. You're no, you're take not. It's from Bristol. No, sir. No, you're, you're not. Gonna bring it's... all the Bristol dirt in, and you're going to put it down, and then you're going to call it the original dirt from Wilkesboro. Yeah, they'll sell T-shirts with that one. Um, yeah. yeah, no. So they probably sell little boxes of dirt, like Cletus sells his sod pod things. Yeah, right. And uh, so you know what I expect? I'm going to make my predictions now. Uh, personally, I expect a NASCAR series to be there in 2023. I would wager it being ARCA and trucks. Some people are saying yes. trucks only. I'm thinking both. I believe in the future, I don't know what year, that the Cup Series will eventually have dates. Strangely enough, I don't believe that there will be Xfinity dates. That's a weird feeling that I have, but I'm just kind of putting it out there. Wheel and modifieds. Maybe, yeah, maybe modified, smart modified, super late model races. I think you're going to see this become a multi-use facility easily. Well, I, this is something I have preached in, in the guy, I forget his name, from uh, Save the Speedway, and I have gone back and forth on Twitter a bunch about this. Multi, Like you said, multi-use facility, fairs, uh, car shows, anything. Marcus, yeah, races, concerts are big. Like, people need to think about what you can do to diversify your property racetracks everywhere. Thompson does it great. Even though we don't necessarily agree that they use the road course all the time, but the road, oh, course they use it quite often. Yeah. The road course is keeping that place alive. If it wasn't for the road course, that track would be another golf course. However, the oval track kept them in business because you know, they're not funneling funds from another business to keep that place alive. Oh, what about the rest of the Northeast classic? Oh, we'll get to that later. Well, we can yeah, we can talk about it later. I didn't want you to I didn't want you to make an awkward pause break like just what just happened now. So I wrote that down on <laughs> you, a piece of paper. I can't read and not talk at the same time. I'm like, I can only do one thing at a time. I'm a. You man. want to finish your thoughts about this? Well, North no, because Bureau, I can't, or you here's want to edit the, this out. No, we'll keep going. <laughs> I don't edit these. No, I got something that ties into the Northeast Classic, so we have to. Kind of save it for later, okay. I think. So we'll we'll that's a little foreshadowing, okay. but uh, yeah, I, we'll, I definitely like what they're doing with Wilkesboro, though. It needs to be a racetrack, especially for the oh, county. Yeah. I like how they started it with 
the reboot of North Wilkesboro with all short track type racing because nothing says roots like short track racing. Let's be fair, and though. If you're going to bring it back, bring it back through the ground up. Yeah, let's be fair. Myrtle Beach Speedway was a fantastic facility, and it was bulldozed. They had one true. of they had one of the top super late model races in the country, or was it late model stock? I don't remember which one it is. Um, they had one of these races. It was the Myrtle Beach 400. Where do you think could pick up that ball and run with it? Wilkesboro, for yeah. sure. They could do the Wilkesboro 400. And they could run that as a premier race for the short track series. Is yes. First Union still a thing? No, that's been gone since the 90s, probably. Banks buy and sell each other constantly, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't know I what they became. It was gone, but I, I don't know. I don't pay attention to that stuff. It'd be funny if they could do the First Union 400 again. Maybe or they... Holly Farms 400 would be awesome. Is Holly Farms still a thing? I think so. Yeah, there's one in Webster. Is First Union still a bank? Well, I have no idea. Oh, First Union is now Wells Fargo. Yeah, okay. Ah, screw it. Do the Wells Fargo 400. <laughs> there's different First Union banks, I think, but I don't know if they're in that area. Whatever, we'll figure it out. They probably Make won't it sponsor the it anyway. Lion 400. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they <laughs> the could goodies, easily become a powder. marquee... Mm-hmm. Marquee super late model or late model stock car event. It'll be a marquee instantly. Yeah, it'll be that. It'll be a marquee for local North Carolina businesses from the 1980s. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah, all the ones that got bought out and renamed something else again. <laughs> no, but that's a. Gr- I think it's a great idea because you'll pack the place. You know, if you have a big dollar super late model show, they tend to sell out. I mean, you got yeah. big races everywhere that are just high dollar races especially on pay-per-views and stuff so why not i don't know that they'd necessarily sell that place out because i believe it still holds forty thousand people even with the uh, temporary grandstands gone now yeah i but mean i think you're right but i mean they, they probably they won't sell it out the front stretch fans for sh- uh, grandstands for sure yeah they won't sell it out but they'll sell well i suppose oh yeah especially for the nostalgia uh sake especially if smi doesn't screw everything up and make it look different you got to make it look the same or nobody's going to come. That's the whole point of nostalgia. If it's oh, a different they, looking place. Did you place. watch the press conference? Uh, which one? The the one the actual announcement. Of the races? That yeah, they just of, uh, came up with? Of what they're doing and all this stuff. No. I, Saturday. I, no, I was not near my phone. I didn't know if you'd had a chance to watch it. So they essentially said it's going to be Winston Red Paint and... You know, revitalize to have the look and feel of Wilkesboro just with a modern touch. Well, they better you put know, the same buildings back up. And, all that. and I did notice, well, that, that, I mean, those buildings are all in the renders. So I'm assuming they're going for that look and that kind of style. Yeah, but they, I did notice in the render the other day, I didn't notice this at first. Uh, they have lights drawn into the renders. Well, that's so be really cool. cool. Yeah, that'd be really cool to see if that goes well, uh, turns into a night facility. To be fair, it makes sense for concerts and all that stuff too. So yes, if you have concerts, you're definitely going to need lights. But if you're going to run these short track type series, they're going to run late. You're going to have to do it. So yeah. lights is a good idea. And, and that's that's another Ooh. thing is a lot of people on Twitter were asking, you know, if this was going to be night or day events for the August and October stuff. Right. I honestly think they're going to bring in a bunch of light towers because the dirt stuff ain't going to run during the day, especially that time of year. No, in October? No. Yeah. My kid just hurt himself. My apologies, folks. 
Whoops. Nobody's all right. Hitler. What do I do, Lord? Destroy the child. He destroyed himself. This is their plan, people. These are demons. Self-destruct engaged. All right, so... um, what uh let's see yeah like i said i would love to see what this goes i'd love to see if there's going to be some kind of streaming service so we can watch it you know what i mean like uh racing well, it's america the people or... from race xr i don't know who they are it, well it's <laughs> the same people that just put on the bristol dirt stuff uh, um good for about them. a week a week ago there the bristol dirt website changed to that racetrack re- revival and that's kind of when i got an idea that Sutton was being announced really soon about wilkesboro oh the it, it's a redirect site it's not the actual name of the site yeah um, it goes it redirects you to racexr.com slash racetrack revival blah 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 yeah it's the same people are doing it um but they actually the the ceo of racexr I follow him on Twitter, and he put out a post and tagged all the major streaming services, Racing, Racing America, Flow Racing, all of that said, look, if you guys want in on this, we don't have to do it ourselves. You have the opportunity. Here you go. And if Flow Racing does not jump on this, they are stupid. Yeah, because Speed 51 will, and then they'll charge way too much for it. Well, yeah, they'll <laughs> charge that. Pay-per-view, guess what? Pay-per-view mm. plus annual membership. Mm. Read the contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. I get yeah. everything from Flow Racing on one price. Moving Flo- on. Flow Racing would be the best platform for that, I believe, because it, it's, I mean, RaceXR is dirt only. Who wants to pay for just dirt only? <laughs> Plus you're Farmers. Adam Gata. Farmers. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a segment that we forgot to do in the last few weeks. And every, and it was did brought we forget, to my or did we have any content? Uh both. Okay. <laughs> and that brings us to this week's Darf comment of the week. Oh crap. We still got that, huh? <laughs> yep. And I got an extra special Darf comment of the week this week because I am going to make up for my mistake, and I'm going to bring you two Darf comments of the week to make up the difference for the weeks that I've missed. All right. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) This first comment I'm going to bring to you now uh, was in reference to a NASCAR Roots Facebook post about the racing returning to North Wilkesboro. And I need to credit Mitch Bombard for cueing me to this one. It is from somebody on Facebook named M. John Ramos. And Jesse, you're going to love this one. (laughs) You're going to love this. All right. So, I can't wait. Again, a post about racing returning to North Wilkesboro. I hope it's cringy because I love to have the douche chills. Here we go. Like goose pimple. From M. John Ramos. Thank you, taxpayers. This one is the. (laughs) Sorry. This one is the greatest waste, I mean, use of tax dollars. No punctuation. Instead of using the people, all caps, tax money to buy asphalt for new roads and bridges to benefit the many, period, you took all the money and bought asphalt for a private company and the benefit of the rich. What the fuck? This guy's pissed off. Oh, I know what he is. He's pissed off. Oh, yeah. 
that they took taxpayer money and put it into reviving area racetracks. He wanted to use it for the for the uh, many. You know, understand what I mean? He wanted taxes, which is theft, uh, taxation, he, uh, government monopolized <laughs> violence on people for the benefit of the many. Okay, for oh. its social programs. Perfect. So I have a question. No, no, no. We're still playing. Oh, okay. No, go go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry, Phil. <laughs> Does this DARF understand that motorsports alone contributes over five billion fucking dollars to North Carolina? No, he does year? not. Obviously. Yeah. God. Rick's, damn. I returning. Hate people. He wants, returning a few million to a billion dollar industry. He wants forcified wealth distribution to the many and the poor. And to people who can't use their own bathrooms or whatever, or some other kind of drib liberal garbage. That's what it is. He, he can't see five minutes past their face because they don't understand economics or business. These people. I see glasses, beard, and a bald head. And I mean, sales tax photo. would be so much more forcified income distribution. Is it okay. glasses, a beard, and a bald head? Is he staring down his nose at his through his glasses like? No, this? but he's got his head tilted like this, kind of. No, he's you know. drinking a bottle of Soylent, <laughs> which he needs a bottle cap opener to get the plastic bottle cap off. Meanwhile, he's going to take a selfie with his giant beard and little and black rimmed self glasses and portly round face and balding head. Hey, you're and right. Therefore, and with his mouth <laughs> wide open like this. Way too happy wait, wait, a surprise wait. because he has no testosterone. Uh, no, no mouth open, but no testosterone. You know, you know, soy face. Oh yeah, I know it. They they open their mouth so that they it's, it's like a primal like primate thing where they try to look like they're not a threat. Yeah, yeah, they don't want to look like a threat and suck off the friggin' dominant species that's invading them. Correct. That's what they. That's why if you ever see people like guys taking selfies with their mouth open, that's them being a simp. Or what do you call it? Yes, uh, uh, prepping the bull that's going to invade them and and take their <laughs> significant other. That's what it's for. Uh, being a soy boy, that's I guess what we'll put it. All right, so moving on. Yeah, um, yeah, that's just ridiculous in all fronts. Um, shut up. <laughs> Seriously, don't comment. Don't breed either, please. Uh, God no. Okay, Man, please don't vote. Our second comment. He votes twice or three times. He's that kind of. He's probably he's on one that of those. Spectrum. He's one of those people who has. Um, he wants to mail in voters. They'll <laughs> they'll be brazen enough to wear the button of their candidate, and it's probably a blue candidate, and they'll go work and volunteer, quote unquote, at the polls. So that's that kind of person. And truck in all the votes underneath the. Because <laughs> trust me, I saw that in my own hometown. I see a blue hair uh, walking around with a. I don't know, freaking what the hell is the guy's name in office now? <laughs> Biden. She had a Biden button on, and I'm like, oh, this will be a great fair election. All right, so... Um, Those type of people have no inner monologue. Anyway. That's our, scary. Our second comment stems from this weekend. North... Okay. This, <laughs> Not this, again. From this weekend's <laughs> Northeast Classic at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. See, this is me tying it back in. That <laughs> All right, so now Derek Griffith had a big crash at New Hampshire Motor Speedway during Pro All-Star Series qualifying heats. Tyler Tomasi turned down across another competitor's nose very hard. <coughs> Sorry, what'd you say? 
Oh, you're coughing? <laughs> oh, he's hacking up a lung over there. Um, <laughs> see what I did? Easy, Denny Hamlin. God. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, that sent him spinning into turn one, like right on entry. And he backs into Griff, uh, Derek Griffith's door, sending Derek literally head on into the turn one wall. The imp- And I was standing on the back of my truck watching this live with my hands out like, what the fuck was that? And he Attempted hits the wall. Murder. Yeah. He hits the wall Fatality. so... Ooh. He hits the wall so hard that it catapults the car up in the air and over onto his roof, flipping the car over. And the car slowly rolls until he basically runs into um, Tomasi's car, which is backwards in the wall, and that flips him back over, but he lands on Tomasi's car. It's a wild wreck. Go to Speed 51 or Racing America's uh, social media handles, and you'll see it if you search for it. Yeah, you've probably all seen it by You've probably all seen it, obviously. Yeah. It's I, don't, I don't think... I think Ray Charles has seen it. Yeah. It's one of the biggest wrecks I've seen in a long time. Big. That's a big super lay model wreck. That's, that's a, a real bad one. That's a bad this, wreck. There's been some big ones lately, too. Yeah. Um, both drivers, thankfully, got out on their own. Uh, our buddy here, Brian Murphy, who is one of the shop foremen at Stuart Haas Racing, I believe, uh, posted this on his Twitter. Okay. Here we go. He says, this is why these drivers deserve a better safety council. This happens. Fantastic job by uh, Fury Race Cars and uh, that Derek Griffith team. They clearly built an incredibly safe piece, and I agree with him 100%. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, this was then replied to by a Twitter user named Louis Clark, or Louis Clark. I don't even know. It might be a fake name. Uh, Handle is at... Feel, letter N, good, Lewis or Louis underscore, if you get that. You can you can tell him he's an idiot to his face. Or on what Facebook. was that again? At L-O-U, oh no, at F-E-E-L-N-G-O-O-D-L-O-U-I-S underscore. Clever. <laughs> okay. Now, here's one comment. My and first a- name's Butt. <laughs> he replies with he survived what's the issue stop there please some people are dumb stop there please okay now this is the exact same attitude people had in i don't know let's say the 60s 70s 50s i oh, survived what's the ro- what's wrong there's nothing bad nothing to see here yes he survived this time. It's never a guarantee. There's no guarantees in no. racing. You ask John that. Blewett the oh. third. That was a freak ass incident. Weld to fail. You know, ask John Ball yeah, ask Tommy Baldwin. Ask ask Ted. Hey, I got a good one. Ask, ask Teddy. Dale. Ask Shane Hammond. <laughs> ask Dale Earnhardt, who said whose famous words are oh they all what they ought to do is tie get kerosene rags around his ankles so that the ants will climb up his leg and bite his candy ass. That was in reference to Brett Brodine wearing a Hans device. And guess what? Or How something. Did, yeah, the new, the first ever Hans device. And you know what? How did that work out for Dale? Not very good. Not great. And it wasn't a seatbelt's fault. It was. And he'd survived way worse looking wrecks than that. Yeah. So what was the issue? Well, something else came up, didn't it? Stop. Yes. I love you, bud. <laughs> okay, now Mr. Murphy replies with something intelligent. He says... 
because this driver is surrounded by amazing equipment, both on the performance side as well as the safety side, and that's not the case for the majority of short track racers. That's the issue. Okay, yep. so Mr. Clark responds with, short track racers at local tracks aren't going to pay for a seat that costs more than the motor or even the car itself, which I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. This guy's an Enough. idiot. He's one of those guys that's got a stockpile of parts in his garage. There's more. Okay. He has no idea about racing. He thinks he does. What was that yeah. syndrome you said earlier in the last episode? Uh, the Dunning-Kruger effect. Yes, this is basically that. Okay, so um, he says most of them don't even have a Hans device. They can get two sets of tires for the price of Hans. Not saying it's right, just saying it's reality. Uh, Mr. Murphy, two then. Two sets of tires? For 700 bucks, try one. <laughs> <laughs> See, no idea. Mr. Murphy replies with, you can get good butler-built seats for six, 700 bucks." And I agree with him. You can get a Kirky that's a full containment seat for less than 600 bucks. I have one in my car. It's I a decent it. seat. Jesse just raced with one at New Hampshire. Jesse, how was that seat? Yep. <laughs> it held me in. It was a very nice seat. It's very good, right? It's, yeah, I have no complaints about my seat. Mr. Murphy responds with, if you can't afford a safe seat or the proper safety equipment, you can't afford to race. And 100%. I agree with him. Also agree. I agree with him 100%. 100%. Because guess what? I race a street stock, sportsman, limited late model, whatever you want to call it. My car, let's list the safety stuff that's in my car. I have a fuel-safe bladder fuel cell. Check. I have Every a, car should have one. I have a full containment seat. Check. I have a Every halon system. Check. I have safety hubs. Also check. I have hubs in the rear as well. Check a window. I can barely afford to race, but you better bet my ass has the best safety equipment in that car. I have also got a Hans device. And a good fire suit. And I've also got a very nice fire suit. And gloves. Yep, that because too. Because you know what sucks is trying to wipe poop out of your butt with bandages around your hands. And I am not subjecting my wife to that. <laughs> no. Yeah, dear, you wouldn't wipe my ass if I burned my hands, would you? She touched my butt. I guess so. <laughs> she said she would, so that's love right there, I guess. I guess I would, too. But anyway, moving on from this, this is disgusting. We never scored and nope. we never got any money. So there's one more reply, and this guy says, Tell that to the local racers in southern Indiana, northern Kentucky, and Ohio areas, as if this is a regional issue. <laughs> Fucking idiot. I promise you, if you offer a stock car racer a seat or a set of tires that the latter will be chosen 100% of the time, if they're stupid. Well, it, it, it's true, but... <laughs> that's not, yeah, that's not an that's, incorrect statement because, as, really incorrect, as we've I mean, said before, guys would rather take the car that would kill them that's three-tenths faster right. than the one that's safe and three-tenths slower. But... But... When, you're, when, you, when it's not a performance issue, it's not a performance detriment, you need to do, the, you need to do what's right by you. Especially if it's not a performance detriment. Correct. It's uh, it's one of those things where it's not one or the other. You know. I've been in racing a long enough time to have and seen a lot of these rules are mandated because of thought like that. Yeah, Stafford does that. You know, like good racetracks will mandate these safety equipment. Like I said, yeah, I've been around long enough to have seen horrible things, and being in a race car, yeah. I've said I don't want those to happen to me. 
So I'm going to purchase all of the safety equipment I can, even if I can't afford to race. I will save up the damn money and do that so that when I can race, I'm going to be safe to do it. The horror. The horror. I mean, by the way, by the way, I did a little digging. Uh, If you check out this guy there, Louis Louis whatever his name is. Hara has a face. Feeling good, Louis Clark. And you must make a friend with Hara. Hara and Marl Terra are your friends. If they are not, they are enemies to be feared. They are truly enemies. I remember when I was in Special Forces. Is this Apocalypse Now? A thousand centuries ago. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, uh, if you check this guy's Twitter bio... Which, by the way, his Twitter handle again is at feelngoodlouis underscore or Lewis, whatever the fuck his name is. Um, it says he's a financial advisor. So clearly he's shit at his job or he'd be telling those racers how best to allocate and create funds to get them better safety gear. Genius. You didn't think I'd check? <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> I'm on a roll today. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe put him in some short losses or something, you know. <laughs> Temporary maybe stuff. Maybe get some man. short sell stocks. Yeah. And pump those numbers up. It's risky, but Invest you know, your for stuff short... in gold. Hey, you got to go You got to go with the risky stuff for the short-term gains and then di- dip out of it. So, all right. Um by the way, we'll, we might as well touch on the Northeast uh, classic results here at Nor- uh, New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Cuz we need to call out a few people for their successes. Um, first off, Northeast Mini Stock Tour, our buddy Nick Anderson won that race. That's a big win for them. That's a, it's like a father and son team. No one really helps them out. They built that car themselves on like their shop floor. I think it's like a front half Cavalier, like frame or no subframe or something. something. Yeah. And then it's, you know, like back half tube chassis, and they built their own stuff. It's wild. Like they built I, this I whole car themselves. That car when it was bare chassis, it's pretty cool to see what they did. That thing was hooked up, and they just were unstoppable. You know, what, and, what did they have for a motor in it? Do you know? I I don't remember. I think he still got the EcoTech in it. That that's even more awesome because I know he struggled for a while to get that to run right. Yeah, they did, and then I know he really got it finally ironed out, and it's like, um, just it's really, really good. Like he start, I think he started second, took the lead early, and just ran away. Well, it, it's funny. The top three guys were all so equal, and they're they all three yeah. of them were different cars. You know, you had the you had Nick and the Chevy, which is awesome. Yeah, and then he had the guy who finished second was in a Mercure. It was like an XR4Ti. Yeah. The thing was amazing. amazing. I'm like, this car's awesome. Yeah. And then you see his the guy. I can't remember his name. I'm so sorry, but it's the yellow. It's the orange '62 car, and um, he's got like an orange school bus that he loads it up, and it's like you just know you want to drink beer with the guy. You know, (laughs) like there's a lot of stories there. You can tell. Um, and I think one of the Skillings finished uh, third. They had a whole team of those guys there, so, um. I was waiting for Jesse for a drop, but I think he can't find it, and that sucks. But that's okay. What are you going to do? Yeah, but I just think. 
it's just really it's just so cool that Nick got that win. That's probably one of the biggest wins of his career. I don't think he's won at New Hampshire before. I think he came close once or twice, but um anyway, we'll move on to pass. Uh hold Pearl, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, am I holding on? <laughs> You're the strongest boy in the world. You should fight crime. Grammy, you look tired. Why don't you sit down on this stool? <laughs> you should fight crime. <laughs> Nick Swardson's one of my favorite comedians. Like Nick the guy's <laughs> so goddamn funny. He's touched in the head. He's so fucking funny. Oh, Nicholas, man. you should fight crime. Yes, Nicholas, you should fight crime. Uh, Pro All-Star Series, I'm glad we got that in there. That was worth it. <laughs> it was I really crazy. am. I was trying to drag that out, but it was so worth it. Pro All-Star Series, the King 13 went back to victory lane, but with Austin McDonald behind the wheel. Uh, I didn't get to see this race because we were getting ready for stuff, and that sucks. I really wanted to see that. Maybe I'll go check it out on Jesse's. Uh, he bought the race on Speed 51 or Racing America. I might go check that out. Yes, and you know what I did? What? I downloaded it using a program that I bought, and I'm going to redistribute it without written consent of Speed 51 TV or Racing America. I hear helicopters. <laughs> <laughs> you see the Fight window. the freaking power. You see the window shatter. Okay, and I'm like a, a rebel. A SWAT Bob team. Dillner's going to swing in. A SWAT team member's going <laughs> to swing into my window right next right. to me with an AK-47. Yeah, Bob Dillner's going to be like, <laughs> well... Jesse, what have we here? What have we got here? I, we're on to you. Yes, <laughs> we are on to you, young man. All right, so uh, Northeast Truck Series went out. Sucks that they didn't have a lot of trucks. I really, I was really hoping for a good turnout for those guys because they usually have good counts. They had like nine. I'm like, damn, that sucks. Well, they did last year, and then the freaking Marshall debacle happened. Oh, yeah, Jimmy Boyle was awarded the win on that because Jason got yeah, chucked for it. Jason DQ got DQ'd for an illegal carb that was not illegal. I, I don't know. Not by the rules, I suppose, but I guess by number it was. I don't know. Yeah. But Devin Deshays, he he was running uh, backup trucks for uh, Lucas Leone, I think. He was you know part-time in it last year. He got his own truck, and I think this is his first win, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, nice. Also, he passed the dyno test on Monday morning. I saw that earlier today. Uh, so He's Jimmy a unicorn. Uh, Jimmy Boyle was not in the race, so he could not be awarded the win if there was a tech infraction. He still somehow would have gotten. He the probably win. would have got the win either way. So um, anyway, I hope I hope Jim listens. I really do too. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> joke. <laughs> We've stuck with it too. Uh, let's see. ACT went out next, and I had to. I I went and helped out. Uh, the guys at the 50 late model because they had nobody there and they needed to change tires and me chuck and, had to go home yeah chuck is had that, to go home is that Benavides? yeah yeah they had no help they had matt there but nobody else was helping so me and mike went down there and helped them out and we changed tires and i only spilled a little bit of fuel on matt so that's okay he didn't set his um, car on fire what the heck no but i did make up for it by push starting him all the way down pit road at new hampshire motor speedway so that was fun because uh, <laughs> the battery died we had to get him going again um, but in that race, that was a fun race to watch. So if you get if you could actually watch it, or if you were there or not, but yeah, it was it was fun to watch. Derek Lu- Bu- Derek Bu- Bukaki Gluchaki. <laughs> I'm sorry, Derek I did it again. Bukaki. I did it again. <laughs> He's gonna. I want to die. Yeah, that's me. 
Ford there. Tommy Carey the third was leading this race a long time. Derek made a great move, made it stick, and ran away late. Yeah, it was a good battle between Tom Carey and Dylan Moltz there for oh, a yeah, while. Oh yeah, it was there. it was a fun battle. Yeah. Um, yeah. uh, Jimmy, what's his, uh, Jimmy in the fifty-eight? I can't remember his last name. Ebert. Damn it. Jimmy Ebert. Yeah, he got backed in the wall in turn two, battling for the top five and. Ooh, I got go- I got GoPro that one because that was in Jesse's car and sucks. My GoPro died because it's a piece of shit. Don't buy GoPros um, unless they're going to give me free ones. But yeah, yeah, those cars look super super fun there. Oh, like, they do. It yeah, makes me wonder what my car would be like there because it's essentially the same car. Kind except of. We have a little more downforce and probably a little more power. You also have uh, straight rail, torque. I think. Well. Yeah, it's a straight rail car, but spec shock, spec spec motor, essentially. Still probably almost flat-footed around there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. With our arrow, we'd probably flat-footed around there for sure. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't want to put that thing in the wall. (laughs) We were two and a half tenths faster than the act cars at New Smyrna when they came down a few years back. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's ridiculously awesome. Yeah, you guys get (laughs) after it. Uh, after that, it was the open street stock race Jesse took place in, and we already gave that one away, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Jimmy Renford Jr. dominated completely. Uh, by the way, I have a fun statistic that I wanted to give out because uh, we have to hang our hat on something, and not just a top 10 finish with, like I said, bringing listen, a knife to a nuclear war. Listen, we need this, so don't judge us. Yeah. I did the math. Yeah. I did a plus minus for the whole field. Now... The top two were plus one and minus one. Jesse finished in 10th. And lo and behold, he had the highest plus minus rating of the entire field at plus 13. (laughs) Celebrations are in order. (laughs) The Jurassic Park theme song on harmonica. You're a dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So, yeah, Jesse had, and I quote again, the highest plus minus of anyone in the entire field at a plus 13. So we made up from the written uh, lineup to our final finishing position, because that's what I went off of, 13 spots. Yeah, boy! The next highest uh, finisher, or plus minus, was two spots behind Jesse at plus 11, and two guys finished like minus 16 and minus 18, Um, but those were the biggest movers, but I don't remember their names. I don't want to give them out. I don't want to make them feel bad, but again, that's just something we can hang our hat on, I guess. You know, we can just say we passed the most cars. We went the highest up in the field. The old man still got it, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's not too bad. Yeah. We did good. I'm did good, and the only damage we got was from the air. So, all right. Successful weekend. Yeah, you can't take that from us, seriously. You really can't. All right, so uh, I forgot to mention the MRS. I think they had like 12 cars. That sucks. I wish there was more because um, it's a fun event. It really is, and nobody else is putting this on. You know, No Fender cars are going to, to New Hampshire unless it's freaking Cup Series or whoever. Um, right. The MRS put the uh, modified show on, and John McKennedy won that. Uh, I didn't really get to see much of that. I think I watched it, but I didn't see a lot going on. So It was a good three-way battle between uh, him and uh, Pickett and good, Ronnie Williams. Good drafting battle? Good drafting battle. All right, you know, that's the, fun. Uh, John McKennedy's There's not many 
not many better there at drafting than Woody too. Yeah, yeah he's he really, done it a he's long really time. Really good at that. Yeah, yeah done they, it a long time. It, it, it that uh, John McKennedy car has got it figured out. It's really looking good. That yeah, thing is that, that, like I said, that thing is a super modified among modifieds. That car is really good especially even on the given, tour, so. especially given with the super modified. Uh, yeah, the experience. Yeah. yeah, he's a good. Super I bet mod. that helps him a lot in the tour mod too, because you go into something that you're driving so fast, it probably slows the the tour mod down for him. Yeah, anytime you can slow yourself down, it, it feels like you can make better decisions yeah, quickly. Yeah, you can so. make better chassis adjustments with shock and technology and everything because the super modifieds just go way harder. So yeah, yeah. So we'll move on to some national stuff because this is getting pretty long here. Well, um, well hold on. Before oh, okay. you we do, that, do first. that, I actually, I actually want to uh, do another quick uh, Phil predicts the future. It's okay. Sudden we talked about uh, Wilkesboro not even thirty minutes ago here on the show, uh, talking oh, about boy, are miss? they going to do lights or not? And Barry Braun, the CEO of uh, XR, just posted on Twitter uh, at nine oh one p.m. For those asking dirt at uh, North Wilkesboro Speedwall, Speedway, we will be racing at night under the lights unless we have unforeseen circumstances. Never know. We might light up the night for the pavement in August if all goes well. Oh, there you go. Woo. So. That's... Hey. That'll... That'd be awesome. Yeah, that place would look great under the lights. That pretty much sealed yeah. it. So that, that It did back in 2010. They did the same thing, so. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's see. Move on to some national stuff because NASCAR. National dirt racing? National dirt racing, yeah. So um, the truck series and the cup series went to Bristol Dirt. Um, I've, I heard reasons why Xfinity doesn't do it, but I don't really care if they do or not, to be fair. I don't. I don't uh, care. I'm I don't think they have. It. No, they don't have to. I think if we left it with ARCA alone, that would be fine with me, too. Um. Anyway, so Ben Rhodes pulled off a late slider on Carson Hosevar with like four laps to go, and he pulled off to win the truck race at Bristol Dirt. Uh, I do have to mention this. Um, did you see? Oh wait, did you? See, I'll mention this later. But did you see the two trucks like De Benedetto and uh, serial killer name? What's his Austin? Michael Wayne's, Wayne Self or Austin, Austin, Austin Wayne Self? Self yeah, if you got three names, you're a serial killer. Pretty much, yeah. Um, <laughs> they got hooked together, and I was like. What the hell happened? If it's just the body, then why can't they come apart? I don't know. Maybe they broke a bumper or something. Who knows? But they were stuck together forever, the, and they had the, the red flag chains it. on the front. They, I don't know. I couldn't see because uh, they had some close-ups, and I didn't see anything weird. So um, For some reason, I thought they had toe chains out the bumpers on them things. Like maybe the, hidden behind the, the bumper or something. As well. I didn't yeah. see it, but I, I don't know, but whatever, but... Um, they couldn't get them I didn't apart. I watch the race, so I don't remember. We watched it in the lobby of our hotel because they had couches. Nice. Why watch it on a bed in an office chair that's uncomfortable? Screw yeah. that. Yeah, we had their beers. We had couches. People would sit down and watch the race with us. Anthony yeah, we Bellow's sat. dad came and visited. Yeah, we sat with Bellow's dad. We were BSing. We were drinking beers in the cooler right downstairs. The guy at the counter didn't give a shit. It's like, whatever, dude. As long as you clean up after yourself. I was like, that's nice. So thanks, Drew by Hilton. Wish he gave us money to say that. But yeah, we decided to give Paris Hilton some money. No free ads. No free ads. Mm -hmm. But again, um, NASCAR or SMI, I don't know who did it. Probably SMI because they're one and the same with this type of shit. They, re they redid the profile of the track and gave it like a progressive banking again. And I saw that and I'm like, oh, God, why do you keep doing this? 
the because pro- the every progressive s- bank meme has been played out since the mid two thousands. I can't stand it because every single time they do it, it always makes the top side the lane. It takes away from the bottom. What you have to do on a dirt track, because I know NASCAR knows nothing about dirt, and I still know that after watching this weekend, is that they have to leave it a single degree, whatever it is, it is all the way from the bottom to the top. Okay. The bot it will define the racing groove as it goes along. When the race gets run in, you're going to have a bottom segment that's going to have some tack to it, and you're going to have the top that has some what cushion built the up. The cushion. Let them figure out what the best lane is. And if you have the bottom lane as the best lane, you'll get more action because you'll see guys rooting each other out of the way. Obviously, the cup race kind of changed that, but you would get the same thing except with less consequence probably. But, again, the truck series race, it was because they uh, reprofiled the track, it was top groove only. Like there was no passing on the bottom. You slip off the top, somebody gets to your outside, you're done. That's it. You try to dive under someone, you're done. You can't get by them. It was really frustrating to watch. They went too far with it. Yeah, they went too far. So last year they had a one degree split. This year they went to, I think, a four degree split. They probably should have just gone to like two. Yeah, and top groove was only groove. So it's yeah. like great. Wonderful. The, the bottom worked a little bit once the top kind of slicked off. Yeah, but they still uh, had the cushion. But then the bottom bottom would slick off, and then the groove would move back up to the top, and then it would move back down to the bottom. It was all over the place. Yeah. But it was it was always one groove. The other groove wouldn't work. As for the cup race, these cars raced a lot different because they have independent suspension. Personally, I think they put on a pretty decent show. I think they drove really well. Like, they put on some yeah. pretty decent dirt racing. Uh, I still don't like the track. The track banking couldn't deal. Couldn't do anything about it, though. I mean, so you got to kind of grin and bear it for this weekend. Yeah, I don't like losing a short track asphalt race state. Period. No, I don't. Go to if you want to go to a dirt track, go to a designated dirt track. Don't yeah. like it. Just go to Agreed. a dirt track. Yeah. Um. So Kyle Busch backs into a win at the Bristol Dirt Race. Um. <laughs> see what I did there? I see what you did there. Yeah. He, he even called himself out for it, which I thought. Well, was he goddamn well better because he said it, so he better use it on well, himself. I, I like that he said that too because it, it actually he actually showed a little humility there. I give him credit, and you got to give him credit. He did something that was actually very likable. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I have no problem with that. I, I salute him. That was actually pretty good. Good call. Yeah, yeah. If you were listening to his his radio though earlier in the race, he was a miserable prick. He always is a miserable prick. He always is miserable, and I don't blame him either. But you, you know? know what? Who wants to work for a miserable prick? You know, do I want to get up in the morning and go, oh, I'm really going to work hard for that guy, so I don't have to be a, listen to his miserable prick attitude. No, yeah, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do the bare minimum because guess what? It's a paycheck, bro. Well, yeah, doesn't instill break. confidence in doesn't leadership. Any, so you know, uh, if you don't, if you don't treat your crew right like that, I, I don't know. I just don't see it working well for you. No, you got to be a leader. I don't like about him. Yeah. Got to lead from the front. Anyway, um, so as the race was going on, Chase Briscoe led a lot early parts until a flat right rear spun his ass out, but he comes back at the end. Uh, I saw Daniel Suarez up front. He had a nice showing. He was holding off, like, what, five Chili Bowl wins in Christopher Bell and Kyle Larson for quite a while. 
on way older tires. Yeah, <laughs> it was fun way to watch. Older. Yeah. And you know what? He he's not a dirt racer. He's never raced on dirt except for that Cup race last year, and he was still up front last year. And it's like Joey Logano's only dirt victory in anything he's ever driven was the Cup race last year. So you know he's not a dirt driver, but he was still up front. Yeah. So it, well, I like that it wasn't Ross a, Chastain too. Yeah, Ross is Ross yeah. didn't race dirt. Up. Yeah. yeah. I like that it didn't wasn't a guarantee if you had a dirt experience then you're up front. Can we just I like that. Can we forever put to bed the notion of the quote unquote ringer? Because they've never Yeah, I think that's long gone. The talent level is like especially for great. road courses. Uh, I mean, dirt it does matter because it came down to two dirt guys. Well road but, it, courses, but one of them was too. not one of them was not named Kyle Larson. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, road course racing, I mean I've seen Guys who didn't grow up road racing be good road racers, like Rusty Wallace. He didn't grow up road racing. No, it's not guaranteed, but he's you know what also I mean? a really good driver with car control. He right. knows his so race car. Were Ben Rhodes or Carson Hosevar dirt guys? I, I honestly don't know. No? I don't remember. I'll have to look it up. Maybe Carson. Parker Clareman sure. sure as hell wasn't. He was doing fantastic yeah, Parker, in the Parker's a damn road racer by trade, basically, until he went cup ra- or uh, NASCAR racing. And he did great. Yeah. He had a great day going. Yeah. I mean, it's Again, not a guarantee, any, you know? Did anybody see uh, Cody Ware try to hook uh, Chase Elliott? I did not. Oh, he tried to right rear him. I'm <laughs> guessing so he missed. I he had been successful. I'm guessing he missed. <laughs> he, oh, he, he missed big. He was trying to do it under yellow, and he swerved, and he missed, and then he got into his left rear, and then he turned off of him and pussied away. Why did he do that? Was there some kind of... He might have got they into were, him. Yeah, Chase was probably crowding him or something. Those guys just, don't get any or he, respect. Or he might have just ran him up out of the way or something. But yeah, the field would shuffle a bit on stage breaks and pit stops and stuff. But uh, by the end, Tyler Reddick made his way to the front. And uh, Chase Briscoe, Chase, damn it, I said Chase twice, ran him down at the end, <laughs> made a last-ditch attempt to pass on the last lap, and backfired miserably. Uh, he. I needed to take a shower after watching that. That I'm was. Sorry. I'm, I'm glad he tried to make the pass rather than just drive through him like a dipshit. Well, it. I don't think it was ever really going to work. He was way too far back. I mean, if you're right on someone's bumper, no, yeah, give it a shot. But he was at least a car length plus back, and it was like, dude, uh, yeah, that was more in hope than anticipation. But can oh, we be? Absolutely. I appreciate the he effort, also- but come on, it's the guy's first ever win. You take that away from somebody is not cool, man. If he, it, he if he did, did never say, have a chance, man. Yeah. He also did say he was anticipating Reddick backing up the corner like he had in previous laps, and Reddick absolutely sent it in yeah, anticipation. He, he and hauled just, the thing in there because he figured he was going to get drilled. Yeah. So I mean. At the end of the day, I will agree with what Reddick said. Reddick gave up a lot of time in those last 10 laps, just really trying to be overly cautious around the lap cars and just let Chase get back to him. I mean, can we be honest and say that the last like 15 laps of that race, watching those two guys chase each other, was Quality. some of the best racing I've seen in a long time. Watching Chase Briscoe hustle that race car was just fantastic. Watch the two guys in a full right lock. Yeah. Like a like just a like a dirt late model. I mean they had the their hoof thing, in it. The only thing I've ever watched on dirt that beats that battle is probably any stock car race at Marshalltown. But that place is like 
That place is a fun. unicorn. Yeah, that place is amazing. It doesn't Marshall matter what cool. you run there; yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, but that was that was the best battle for the lead I've seen between two true racers in a and long time. Again, we talk about bingo cards here, but who had Tyler Reddick and Chase Briscoe being the wheelmen of the year so far? That's <laughs> right. I mean, these guys are getting after it this year. Well, yeah, if or you Ross put Chastain. those two guys, yeah, or Ross in the five car and in the 48 car nobody would beat them oh my god that's so good think, i don't even think kyle larson could beat them in equal equipment i mean i think they are able to drive a car more on edge on asphalt than larson does these you're talking about two guys who literally ran their way into their rides you know they raced their way into them Tyler Reddick yeah. was a monster in the Xfinity Series because he could hustle a freaking race car. He won two championships for two different teams in back-to-back years. <laughs> you know, you know who Tyler Reddick reminds me of his ability to get more out of a car than it than it actually has. Who's two, that? Well, two people. Who's that? Harvick and Earnhardt. And oh. I'm not going to compare him as far like say he's as talented as Earnhardt, but he he has that ability to reach down and say. Okay, I need to get a little more out of this thing. I was gonna, does it. I was gonna dial the clock back a little more and say Tim Richmond because that boy could hustle a race car. So, I, I don't remember Tim. I, I didn't watch <laughs> him. So it was towards the he uh, could hustle. Oh, yeah. he could hustle a race car. He was a natural well, talent. I, I think the top three drivers in NASCAR right now is probably Kyle Larson, Tyler Reddick, and Kyle Busch. Chase Briscoe at a tie. I'd say Chase Briscoe beats him right now. You think so? Because he won his race outright, didn't back into it. I think. Uh, <laughs> well, you got to give Ross some credit too. Hey, Ross does too. I mean, shit, front, that guy's been running here long. Yeah. So. Yeah, Ross is impressive. I just think overall, like, do they have what it takes to win a championship now? And I would honestly put the poise of Briscoe as a yes. Because he's not super shakable. Like, he makes oh, some rookie I would, mistakes. I would put Tyler Reddick above him, though. Oh, I absolutely would. Tyler's, saying, Tyler's like, risen to the occasion time and again. I think Chase understands what it takes more than a lot of rookies that come in. And he, he could contend for the title if he keeps to progression as he has. Well, we'll see. Tyler what Reddick is absolutely ready. Oh, yeah. He just needs better equipment. He, he just needs once he guys gets a to win. Not... The confidence is gonna it's gonna just to be expounded once oh, he God. finally gets his win. Well, what he really needs yeah. is a guy to not sail it in on turn three and take him the frick out. I mean, yeah, that had no <laughs> chance of making it work. You know, if you don't, that if you can't make it, it without making a, ch- I don't know, I just so, didn't like that. At all. Yeah, Reddick and Briscoe went spinning. Reddick does a three hundred and sixty, grabs a gear and hauls, trying for the finish line, and here comes Kyle Busch from four seconds back, and within like the last hundred feet, passes him at the finish line. And <laughs> if I was Reddick, I was going all the way to the wall. Oh, yeah. Block Blocking, run me the hell over. I don't give a shit. Push me across the line like Carl Ricky Edwards Stenhouse and Ricky Stenhouse. Against the line, yes. <laughs> Blows the motor up, and Carl can't steer in the oil and just shoves him across the line. <laughs> Crashing. Kudos to Reddick for not risking a whole entire car for the win. You know, you know that's yeah, it's just smart racing. <laughs> because Kyle Busch would have killed that car with the closing speed he had. It's big picture stuff, and that was just smart, you know. 
Briscoe immediately left his car to go to apologize to Reddick without giving interviews after the race, and there was no drama or fisticuffs. There was a respectful and genuine conversation, and that was it. And I'm happy to see it because you know that Chase Briscoe just said, you know what? I screwed up. I thought I was going to make this move. It totally didn't work out. It's all on me. And Tyler Reddick's like, well, I probably would have made the same move because I wanted to win. So it's like, well, I mean, what do you do? You pick up the pieces, take your second place, and you move on. You go for the next one because he could win a race, and he's probably going to this year at some point. I say you cut his freaking head off and put it on a pike so that it ne- that move never happens to you again. Nah, there's no need. Yes, <laughs> you do. No, nah, right now there's no need. And um, it's just take your lumps and just say, you know what? We don't need this. We don't need to be that guy. And I appreciate it and I respect it. So put it in the memory bank, move on. Yep. Just keep an keep an eye on it and move on. So all right, in, that in is that in that manner he reminds me kind of Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, pretty much. So but again, he reminds you of two champions. What does that tell you? <laughs> exactly. So he, he's there. Yeah, I mean, again, this is too early to be making enemies and if the guy is really super apologetic, then give it to him. Let him have that, you know, forgive and forget and or forgive and move on. Don't forget, but move on. Um so again, this is uh I think this is it for this week. I'm I have no more notes. Anybody got anything else? I am way Formula too Formula 1 didn't race. Jesse's happy. Yep. He don't care. So, all right. So I think that's it for this week. We're going to shut this thing down. So you can find this podcast on every major podcast platform. You can find it on Instagram at Making Laps Podcast, Facebook.com slash Making Laps Podcast. Next episode, we are going to be coming back to YouTube. And you can find us there at YouTube.com slash Sid's View. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at BrentGleason01. By the way, if you want to send us feedback, you can send that to makinglapspodcast at facebook.com or have your voice heard by going to anchor.fm slash makinglaps. Boy, stop it. Thank you. You can find Phil at... Uh, You can find me at Citrus County Speedway this weekend uh, running the Sportsman for 50 laps, but you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at PJ's Racing. And you can find Jesse somewhere. Don't find him. He'll find you. Boy. In a brown truck. I'm going to deliver you race car parts throughout the year. Boy, get your hands off of that board. We are not doing this today. Please save what we say at the end of the show, and please do it nicely. Please don't do it without the board. Keep the doors say down the out fence. Thank you for listening. Yeah, he did it right. Thank you, boy. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. Quick, stop it. What the f***? <laughs> 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 Let me do it again. Great.